Good evening, everyone. Oh, that's wrong. Let me change that real quick. Okay, Mr. C back here tonight doing an unexpected pop-in because <clears throat> I really wanted to get this Maria Bartiromo, um, what do you call it? Um, I really wanted to get this Maria Bartiromo interview with President Trump on the air and archived with the C report. It's an hour long, you know what I mean? Like, it takes so much um, to not be able to share these interviews. And I like to archive them for the show. I mean, cause then I get to have them forever and ever. And then also, you know, how it goes with Fox news. Like they start slapping everyone with, uh, all of their, um, uh, all of their, uh, what do you call it? Sorry. Um, I can't multitask sometimes. Um, <clears throat> Barta Romo. <laughs> I don't know if I'm spelling that right. Barta Romo. Okay. There we go. I think I got it. They start slapping everyone with copyright law. So you remember that last time that we covered the Hannity, uh, we covered the Hannity um, interview with uh, President Trump. His was an hour long plus. Fortunately, they only had it down to about an hour. Um, but like, I think we only did like 15 minutes, maybe even less, 10 minutes, maybe didn't get to cover any news. So like, and then the longer I wait, then, you know, it's just not gonna, it's not gonna be there anymore. Uh, they'll take it down from YouTube. They'll take it down from, as bad enough as it is, I didn't even know how long the interview was. And then, um, I was able to check it out. Uh, there was only snippet, snippets, snippets of it. And, um, and then afterwards, um, uh, I found out that it was actually an hour long. So it was kind of cool. All right. So anyways, so I was having dinner, I'd gotten off of work doing, you know, work from home stuff. And so now I think I'm going to go ahead and air that for you guys. So, um, <clears throat> Mr. W was telling me Foxhole was down. So I'm pulling it up now and then I'm going to see if, uh, if it's still the case. Like, I don't know, we had a pretty bad storm surge that just passed through my area. So I thought it might've just been my area, but I guess if it's raining over there in Georgia, then, um, it might be raining over, I mean, it might be down everywhere. So, okay. So let's see what we got here. And then we're going to get started with the interview that way I can just get it out of the way. And that way I don't have to play it tomorrow. And then tomorrow I can just give you guys headlines and news stories and all that good stuff, um, at the four o'clock show. Okay. So, all right. Okay. So it looks like Foxhole is working. Awesomeness. Awesomeness. We are live on Foxhole and Twitch and Twitter right now, right? Twitter. Okay. Yeah. And yes, awesomeness. Okay, cool. Hey, chat, what's up? It looks like chat room's working. I see myself. I don't want to see myself, but I see myself. Boss is in the hole. What's up, W? Sergeant Sparky, how's it going? Just fed up? Yeah. All right, Akira. Storm went through here, San Antonio. Akira, are you in San Antonio? Because so am I. Um, we should have coffee sometime. No, just kidding. I, I don't meet up with anyone that doesn't show me their face first. So... <laughs> Just ask the guys. I have this thing about avatars. Um, and when I say that, I just mean that, like, you know, <laughs> show me a face if you're going to come for me, uh, that kind of thing, or have the balls to. But I'm not saying that you don't, Akira. I'm just I'm just speaking from personal PTSD in the past. Like, uh, I just I prefer to have uh, faces rather than hidden people. But hey, if you ever want to chat, just let me know. You never know. Uh, depending on what side of the town you're on, maybe we could have a coffee. Who knows? 
Um, just not at Starbucks because we boycott Starbucks here at the C household. And that's not to say I didn't used to love their espressos because I most certainly did. I love me some espresso. Don't give me any of that drip stuff. Sorry, guys. It's just not my life. All right, cool. Anyways, well, I'm going to be in the chat while um, we have this interview playing. So if you guys are ready for it, I'll go ahead and get it started because, again, it is an hour long. And uh, yeah, it's an hour long. Need, need I say more, right? Okay, so let me see. Hey, all right. Let me get her going. Let me get her going. Now, this is from, I guess, Maria Bartiromo was still on the border whenever she gave this interview. Or was she on the border? I thought she was on the border. Doesn't look like she was on the border. Do I got the right one? Hold on. No, that's not it. What the heck? Where'd you go? Okay, give me a minute just to find this real quick because uh, it's giving me one of her interviews from back in October of 2020. Uh, and that is not what we're looking for, although I'm sure it was just as good of an interview. But no, this one, she was still on the border. Uh, she was still down in uh, Rio Grande Valley. And uh, I think I found it. I think I found it. Okay. Yes, I believe this is it. Let's get her going. Yes, this should be the right one. Of course, they have interview. I mean, they have a total cash right now, guys. So, okay, there we go. All right, this looks like it's going to be the right one. 45th, 45th. 45th, 45th, 45th Bartiromo. All right, good girl, good girl, good girl. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, all right, guys. So, yeah, she's still down in Rio Grande Valley. Uh, I heard she had quite an interesting time over there, and uh, she saw a lot of things. There's some things I wanted to cover on the Sea Report earlier in regards to it, but we just had so much news that I wanted to go over with um, about the Arizona audit, and then, of course, the new audits that are coming up. So... Yes, that was that. Okay, now let's go ahead and get this. Uh, it has a stamp on it from Patriot News Outlet. You know what? They got the video. I don't mind it. We'll cover it up with the C Report thing right here. Okay, so with that, we'll go ahead and get underway. And I hope you guys enjoy. I'll be in the chat room and I'll see you guys on the other side. All right. President of the United States, former President Donald Trump. Mr. President, thank you very much for calling in this morning. Good morning, and I thought Tim Scott last night was fantastic. I thought he did an incredible job. I'm not at all surprised, but I thought he did a great job. Yeah, a lot of people are talking about him uh, perhaps being in the uh, running for, for president speech. Uh, we're going to get to that, but Mr. President, let me get your thoughts on what you heard from President Biden last night. What struck you uh, from the joint session to Congress? Well, one thing is that he didn't discuss the border and the fact that tens of thousands of people are pouring into our country, many of them criminals, many of them people from jails, uh, many of them uh, doing acts that you don't even want to know about, and they're pouring into our country by the thousands at a level that's never been seen before, and they're doing absolutely nothing. The wall is almost completed, would have been completed if I didn't get sued by Congress and the Democrats every single moment. And we, uh, we beat those cases. We 
built most of the wall, almost 500 miles of wall, and all we have to do is close up certain areas that we had to keep open until we gained title, et cetera, et cetera. And they just don't want to finish it. I heard they will finish it, but by the time they do that, it's, it could go very quickly. And the contractors are having a field day because they're supposed to be finishing the wall. They'll get paid for finishing the wall. So they have to do that, and they have to do many other things on the wall. You know, stay in Mexico is a great thing. They don't come into this country. They stay in Mexico. It's as simple as that. That was a big deal that when we got yeah. that legally, we had to get that. We had to win that. And we wanted it, and they gave it up. Now everybody's pouring into our country. It's out of control. It could destroy our country if it keeps going. And the longer it goes, the harder it is to stop. We had the best border that we've ever had in history, admitted by everybody. Yeah. And all they had to do is leave it. The Border Patrol is fantastic. The guys and women in the Border Patrol, they've done a fantastic job. The uh, ICE agents that we have, I got, I've gotten to know so many. They're phenomenal people. All they had to do is leave it alone. It was so good. It was the best it ever was. And now it's a disaster. It's a, what a shame for our yeah. country. It will destroy our country, Maria. Yeah, but, but in fact, on day one, President Biden walked in on January 20th and 21st, and he uh, overturned most of your policies, including Remain in Mexico, stopped construction of the wall. We're here right now. We've been here. Uh, we're going to be here for the rest of the week at the southern border in McAllen, Texas. And it's incredible what we've seen. We're going to show more of that. How long, what was the process of you negotiating with the Northern Triangle countries to come up with Remain in Mexico, to come up with the, the policies where uh, you did, in fact, see a decline in the number of people coming here to the border? In March alone, now that the world understands the Biden policies, there were 172,000 migrants at the border in one month alone. Most people expected to get worse. What are you expecting as the weather gets? It's warmer. Oh, it's going to get much worse. Uh, many more people are going to come up. They're already banding together. You can see that when you look at these countries. And um, I had a situation where I inherited a very bad situation from President Obama. It was a terrible, terrible situation. Those, the three countries, plus Mexico, they were taking advantage very badly of the United States, as you probably understand and know. And I went to the three countries and I said, you can't do this. You know, we weren't allowed to bring back MS-13 gang member criminals. We couldn't bring back uh, uh, criminals of all different types. They wouldn't accept them back. And after a while, I said, well, what kind of a deal is this? They come in from the country and then they won't take them back. They're sending a lot of people. They're not just, these are just great people, hardworking people coming. These are criminals in many cases. You wouldn't believe the percentage of real drug dealers, rapists, uh, human traffickers. These are murderers, by the way. These are people coming into our country un unabated. Un they are coming in at a level that nobody's ever seen before. And, and when I talk about the kind of people, I mean it 100%. So I went to these countries and I said, listen, it's got to stop and you're going to take back these people. And they said no. And I said, that's okay. I asked, how much do we pay them? 500 we pay them $500 million a year. It's a lot of money split among three countries. I said, we're not making any more payments. Stop all payments. The following day, I had a deal where they take back all of these criminals. And we sent back MS-13 and other criminals by the thousands. 
They said, we will take them back. We would be glad to take back MS-13 as soon as I stop the money. Now what they're doing is instead of $500 million, they're going to give them, I heard, as much as $4 billion. They're not going to know what to do with all of that money. They never had money like that given to them. So we're giving them $4 billion. And, I mean, the people running the country are going to have a field day like they've never had before. So here I am. I was giving them nothing. They took back Everybody that we wanted, you have no idea. They were clogging up airports. They were making it impossible for buses to come in with yeah. these people. And they took back, Maria, they took back, as soon as I stopped the money, they called me. They said, what can we do? I said, you have to take back all of these criminals that are coming into our country from your country. They're your problem. They're not our yeah. problem. And they took them back. As soon as I stopped now... According to what I'm hearing, Biden wants to give them not $500 million, which was more money than they ever thought possible. I mean, why are we doing this? And now he's going to give them, mm. I hear, $4 billion. This is crazy. Well, Mr. President, we took a boat trip yesterday, and uh, it was very clear that the drug czars and the smugglers are, they run much of Mexico and, and certainly the border towns. Uh, you have to pay the drug smugglers just to get into a park. You've got to pay them to make a move. They are in charge. Unfortunately, Mr. President, uh, this administration is blaming you and your administration, and they refuse to give you any credit for uh, many of the uh, accomplishments you've had. I'll get to the COVID accomplishments in a minute. But just recently, Kamala Harris said in an interview uh, that they inherited this crisis. And her answer to it is to send $310 million to these Northern uh, Triangle countries. Many people just yesterday told me that money will end up in the hands of the drug czars and the smugglers as well as politicians. So what is your take on, I know you've had a lot of time to think about this, you see how they're blaming you on everything and they do not uh, attribute the successes that you've had to your administration. How, how do you feel about that? What's your reaction to what we're hearing uh, in terms of their answer, the $310 million to the Northern Triangle countries? It's ridiculous, number one, and the drug czars and others will get it. and. People running the country will take it, and it won't go to where it's meant to go. Uh, but the number is going to be much larger than that, that they're going to get many times larger than that. And obviously, they're very ungracious people. Uh, I did the vaccine. They like to take the vaccine. But even the fake news isn't giving them credit for that. We did the vaccine. Saved, you know, just tens of millions of lives throughout the world by coming up with a vaccine. If I weren't president, the vaccine... You wouldn't have a vaccine for five years. Three to five years would be the minimum. I got it done in less than nine months, and that's only because of me. If I, if I wasn't president, you wouldn't have a vaccine. And then I went out and bought, spent billions of dollars to buy the vaccine before approval. So people are getting shots long before they would have. Otherwise, you wouldn't have been getting your shots till October or November. Nobody would have had a shot right now. So... Uh, and, and people are giving us credit, even, you know, the fakers. We got a lot of fake news people, but uh, we're getting credit for that. But I, I do see where the Biden people and Biden are trying to take credit even for the vaccine. The other thing is we had with Operation Warp Speed, we, we were delivering vaccine at a level that was unheard of. You know, we had just gotten it approved. We started within one minute of approval. I mean, we were all set. We had a great delivery system. And all they did is take what we had 
and keep it moving. And, you know, tremendous numbers of people have been vaccinated because of what we did. We, on January 20th, they yeah. took over what we did. And what, what we, I'll tell you what, it was the military and it was a system of transportation and system of getting those shots out to people like nobody's ever seen. It was a military operation. The generals did a phenomenal job. A really, and then they took it over and it kept going. Very simply, it kept going. But, uh, and then they blew it with Johnson and Johnson. They should have never done a pause with Johnson and Johnson. That was done for either political reasons or because they like Pfizer so much. But what they did with Johnson and Johnson was horrible. They want everybody to get a vaccine and then they do a pause, which got so much publicity, hasn't recovered yet. What they, what they did there was just terrible. But the vaccine saved millions and millions of people throughout the world we have the best vaccines nobody even can nobody even says they have better than what we have we have the best in the world everybody's trying to get them and that was all done by trump mr president i want to i want to go to the spending in a moment but you just mentioned j and j and i want to stay there for one second because this pause had to do with a handful of cases of blood clotting what should have been done in terms of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine rather than taking that pause? Obviously, it's back on the market. The FDA making that decision last Friday. What would you have preferred to see given those blood clotting issues? Well, at the time it came up, there were 8 million shots and there were six cases, which, as they say, was far less than women's birth control pills, than Tylenol than you know almost anything it was very very minuscule and i would not have made i would have put a warning on or something on just that particular vaccine but i certainly would have paused it and and gotten front page news all over the world and then people don't want it and it probably even affects the others because you know there's a big situation with a lot of people don't want to take the vaccine well this played right into their hands and they want me to do public service messages and everything about everybody taking the vaccine. And look, I guess in a certain way, I'm the father of the vaccine because I was the one that pushed it. You know, to get it done in less than nine months was a miracle. Fauci said it would take three to five years. He thought it was something that just wouldn't be that effective because it would take so long to get. We, I pushed the FDA like they have never been pushed before. I wouldn't exactly say they're, uh, they're in love with me. They have never, this is a very we, bureaucratic organization. Exactly. They they like they've never uh, they're in love with before. me. They have and never, and this is a very, uh, when they did the pause on Johnson & Johnson, I thought that was a, a very, very stupid thing to do. Yeah, let, let me ask you about the rest of the agenda, in particular spending. Uh, Mr. President, last night, President Biden laid out this latest spending plan, $1.8 trillion uh, for the American Families Plan. He's talking about raising taxes. We heard a lot uh, uh, sort of deja vu of the Obama administration. You didn't build that. Pay your fair share. Here's President Biden last night. Got to get your reaction to the economic policy, sir. Watch. Wall Street didn't build this country. The middle class built the country, and unions built the middle class. I will not impose any tax increase on people making less than $400,000. But it's time for corporate America, and the wealthiest 1% of Americans to just begin to pay their fair share. Just their fair share. We're going to reward work, not just wealth. 
Mr. President, let me just point out that we're talking about more than $5 trillion, almost $6 trillion in spending since January, since January, when, when, January 20th. And when you look at Biden's budget for next year, he's pretty much effectively cutting defense spending. There's no money that I can see that's allocated for the border. So you see where the priorities are. It's the Green Deal. It's raising taxes, not defense, even as the risks are rising across the world, particularly China, and not the border. Your reaction to the spending and these higher taxes to pay for it. And they're going to do terrible things to the Second Amendment and many other elements of what he's talking about are very very bad very dangerous didn't talk about the border and again we just finished with the border but didn't talk about the border it's like a, a subject that they're not discussing and that will be that will be ruinous to this country and the taxes it'll be the largest tax increase in the history of our country and when you say it won't affect middle class middle class has 401ks and when you look at the capital gains tax, that's going to have a massive impact on the middle class. It's also going to have a massive impact on companies leaving our country. They all came back. With me, the companies were pouring back into our country. That's why we were doing We produced more jobs than anybody in the history of our country, 160 million jobs. We were never close to that number. We produced more from from the African-American to Hispanic-Americans to anybody, Asians, uh, women, the highest number of jobs in history. Then we did it again. Uh, he wouldn't be doing well right now if we didn't rebuild. I mean, our country was booming. The first one, because we did a great job on COVID, get no credit for it, between the ventilators and the equipment and the masks and everything else, nobody had this stuff. We got it. We got it stocked up. We helped the states. The governors of the states have said we did an incredible job. The fake news doesn't like saying that. It doesn't play into their narrative. But, Maria, we did a great job on that. Not only the vaccine. The vaccine is the most important thing of all, frankly. But we did a fantastic job yeah. in getting things out. But when you look at the biggest tax increase in history, that's going to drive all of these companies and all of these jobs out of the United States. It's a disaster. Yeah, I mean, that's that's one thing that we saw under the uh, the Obama administration, Mr. President, when we had a 35 percent corporate rate, many American companies acquired companies in Ireland, for example, where there was a nine percent corporate rate. And then we saw them right. take their headquarters there. So that's my question to you. What is the impact of, for example, a 43.4 percent capital gains tax? You sell your home, you sell portfolio, you're giving 43.4 percent to the government if you're in that highest earning bracket. The capital gains tax, the corporate tax, and individual taxes were still not clear. President Biden has not made clear whether it's 400000 for families or 400000 for individuals. This is a very important point, but they sort of muddy it up, and, and, and we don't know the answer. But regardless, if you're overturning your tax cut plan of 2017, everybody taxes going up. So what kind of an impact would you expect on the economy and the stock market? So I got and got approved the largest tax decrease in the history of our country, bigger than the Ronald Reagan decrease. Uh, this was the biggest, uh, most powerful tax decrease, decrease. That's a very important word in the history of our country. They are now proposing the biggest tax increase. 
when you talk capital gains, you're talking about everybody. You're not talking about just for so-called wealthy people. You're talking about everybody. If they buy a stock, no matter what they do, you're talking about everybody who's going to be affected by that. But they're going to be affected in an even more important way. Companies are going to leave this country. You know, people that run these countries, many of them don't live here. Many of them are from other countries, but their loyalty is to their shareholders. Their loyalty is to the wallet. They will leave here so quickly if they can have another country where I brought taxes down to among the lower taxed nations. Not the lowest, couldn't get it down to that level, yeah. but I would have very much worked on it. But among the lower taxed nations and of the large industrial nations, the lowest. Now what they're doing is they're going to drive all of these companies out. You know, you know this very well. Billions and actually trillions of dollars were not coming back into this country, trillions, because the tax was so high that, and, and also the bureaucracy was so bad, the paperwork and everything else was so bad that trillions of dollars was out of this country. That money was all, hundreds of billions was pouring back into our country when I did the tax bill, when we got that approved. That was a tremendous thing, yeah. hundreds of billions of dollars. If you go by what they're doing, that money will never see the United States again. And that's a very big, that's a tremendous number. Yeah, I mean, look, I always say money is mobile. We have a graphic here of all of the rates across the world. So, uh, you know, corporations can move, uh, individuals can move if, if their money is treated best somewhere else. We recognize that. But what I want to get your take on is where we are in this economy now, because even under your leadership before President Biden came in, the economy was beginning to turn. Now we've got expectations that we're going to see GDP in the U.S. in 2021, Mr. President, of up to nine percent so why do we have so why do we need all of this spending six trillion dollars in spending in a month and a half and you've got um an economy that may not need that kind of i mean sure people are happy if you throw money at them but at some point this comes home to roost uh in terms of our debt so where do you see the economy right now does it take a hit with all of this spending at some point so the reason you see GDP is because of the foundations that we built. We built something that was incredible. What will happen with the tax increases and even the border with all these people pouring in, what will happen is you will start to see negative effects eventually. If you do tax increases like they're talking about, and if you do other things, you know, it never happens so quickly, but it will have a devastating impact ultimately down the road. That's what's going to happen. And with all the spending, a lot of the GDP also is all of this stimulus that they're pouring into the economy. It's, you know, just, it's sort of fake when you look at it, it's sort of like the fake media. It's fake. It's, it's showing something that the economy is doing better than it is. It, they're, they're not real numbers. Now, uh, we yeah. created something that was incredible and we created it twice. We had the greatest and then we had the China virus or COVID or call it what you want, this horrible disease come into our country. We handled it better than any other country. If you look at Germany now and you look at all these countries they used to compare us to, do you notice they don't, they don't mention that anymore. They don't compare us because we had the fastest startup of any and, and best of any country in the world. There's nobody doing well like us. You look at what's going in Europe with 
Italy and Spain and France and, and Germany, by the way, which everyone said was doing so well. And now they have lockdowns and they're having riots in the street. We, we did better than any other country. Nobody did the job. You know, I'm starting to get a lot of credit for it, but it's a little bit late. But here's the, uh, the good news is that we did great in the election. We did far better in the election. We got 75 million votes, and I'll tell you what, that election was won by us. It was not won by Biden. Uh, Mr. President, um, well, we see what's going on in Arizona right now, but but I, I want to move on to, to foreign policy. It's a big deal what's um, going on. And by the way, that's the Senate. That's the Arizona Senate, and it's a big deal, and the fake news hates to cover it. They actually covered it a front taking the vaccine. And look, I guess in a certain way, I'm the father of the vaccine because I was the one that pushed it. I mean, right now, does it take a hit with all of this spending at some point? So the reason you see GDP is because of the foundations that we built. We built something that was incredible. What will happen with the tax increases and even the border with all these people pouring in, what will happen is you will start to see negative effects eventually. If you do tax increases like they're talking about and if you do other things, you know, it never happens so quickly, but it will have a devastating impact ultimately down the road. That's what's going to happen. And with all the spending, a lot of the GDP also is all of this stimulus that they're pouring into the economy. It's, you know, just it's sort of fake when you look at it, it's sort of like the fake media. It's fake. It's it's showing something that the economy is doing better than it is. It, they're, they're not real numbers. Now, uh, we yeah. created something that was incredible and we created it twice. We had the greatest and then we had the China virus or COVID or call it what you want, this horrible disease come into our country. We handle it better than any other country. If you look at Germany now and you look at all these countries they used to compare us to, you notice they don't, they don't mention that anymore. They don't compare us because we had the fastest startup of any and, and best of any country in the world. There's nobody doing well like us. You look at what's going in Europe with Italy and Spain and France and, and Germany, by the way, which everyone said was doing so well. And now they have lockdowns and they're having riots in the street. We, we did better than any other country. Nobody did the job. You know, I'm starting to get a lot of credit for it, but it's a little bit late. But here's the, uh, the good news is that we did great in the election. We did far better in the election. We got 75 million votes, and I'll tell you what, that election was won by us. It was not won by Biden. Uh, Mr. President, um, well, we see what's going on in Arizona right now. Any but, other but country. I, I want to move on to, to foreign policy. It's a big deal what's going um, on. And by the way, that's the Senate. That's the Arizona Senate, and it's a big deal. And the fake news hates to cover it. They actually covered it a front-page New York Times story two days ago. But they hate to cover it. But the Arizona Senate right now is doing a forensic audit, and I have no idea, very independent, I have no idea what it's going to reveal, but I think it's going to reveal tremendous corruption, tremendous, and that's true in many other states. Mr. President, and we don't need many, because we almost, we, we almost sit even with the corruption. Yes, go ahead. 
Let me ask you about John Kerry. Uh, Republicans are now calling for an investigation over this New York Times report that John Kerry uh, told the Iranian foreign minister uh, that uh, that Israel had attacked Iranian interests 20 times in, in Syria. We've not heard much about this. Uh, what do you want to see in terms of John Kerry and, and this investigation? Well, if there was ever a violation of the Logan Act, which they tried to pin on General Flynn, who was totally innocent, as it turned out, and, and I mean totally innocent, if they've ever had a violation of the Logan Act, and I think the Logan Act is something they should use, it's very simple. Uh, you can't do what he did. And I said during my administration, too, I think that he was seeing them and saying, don't make a deal, don't make a deal, maybe we'll win and you'll be able to make a sweetheart deal with us. Don't make a deal because Iran wanted to make a deal so badly. But John Kerry was telling them, in my opinion, don't make a deal. We'll make you a sweetheart deal if we win. And that is a violation at the highest levels of the Logan Act. On top of that, you have this recording that they found uh, saying, you know, some of the things, but much more than what you just stated that is horrible it should never a thing like that should never be allowed and you know a lot of people are calling for his resignation and they're calling for a lot more i mean what he did is totally illegal yeah well we see the treatment there where we're not hearing much about it and then we see what took place with rudy giuliani uh your personal attorney a uh, a search of his apartment in manhattan yesterday what do you want to say about this? Your reaction to this, DO, this DOJ executing a search warrant of, of Rudy Giuliani's apartment? Well, it is incredible because you bring up John Kerry and the horrible thing that he did and was doing for a period of time. And then you take the greatest mayor in the history of New York. You take a great patriot. You know, Rudy Giuliani is a great patriot. He does these things. He just loves this country. And they raid his apartment. It's like... Uh, so unfair and such a double it's like a double standard like i don't think anybody's ever seen before it's very very unfair rudy is a patriot who loves this country and i don't know what they're looking for what they're doing they say it had to do with filings of of uh, various papers uh, lobbying filings well did hunter file and did did uh Biden file because they did a lot of work with other countries to the best of everybody's knowledge they didn't file did Podesta file and Podesta's brother file uh, no they didn't file so it's a very very unfair situation you know you have to understand Rudy Rudy loves this country so much it is so terrible when you see things that are going on in, in our country with the corruption and the problems and then they go after Rudy Giuliani it's very sad actually well, well, there is this movement to go after your supporters, your administration. Tucker Carlson last night said that the Biden administration will use the force of law to crush political dissent. Uh, and, you know, it seems to be that we're seeing some truth in that in, in terms of this movement against people who have supported you. They're stopping publishing their books, uh, people in your administration. And, and then there's the Chinese Communist Party sanctioning uh, people from your administration. We didn't hear much from President Biden on China last night uh, away from that it's a competitor. 
there's a lot to the China story, as I know you have been able to communicate this to the American people. Do you think we're going to see a change in the China policy? What is your reaction to what President Biden has done so far regarding China? Well, they're going to give our country away to China. China was paying us billions and billions of dollars because of what I did with taxation. Uh, billions of dollars they were buying. You know, our farmers have done better. That's why I won Iowa. I won all of these great farm states by by big numbers, whether it's Nebraska, so many, so many farm states, all farm states, every one of them I won by big numbers. Uh, they've never done better. Uh, grain prices are way up. And the deal we made for the farmers with China is phenomenal. China never in their wildest dreams thought they'd ever sign something like that. And I've taken in billions of dollars. But you look at how well the farmers are doing. That's because of the great trade deal that we made. Then, of course, COVID came up and then I felt differently toward China. And you, China will take over this country if they don't do something very quickly. And they've been very, very weak on China. They don't want to do that. Look, they have business. Hunter Biden got a lot of money out of China. The family got a lot of money out of China. It's uh, it's disgraceful what's going on. Right now, it's disgraceful what's going on. And China's not even mentioned. China is a big economic power that wants to become the biggest economy. It was supposed to have already taken that step. It, it would have happened except that we beat China so badly. And then COVID came along and it was back to uh, step one. And then we, again, by the time I left office, we had this country in great shape, again, economically. And the vaccines, again, having the vaccines was such a big thing. You know, a lot of people think it was one of the great miracles of all time to have a vaccine done in less than nine months. They cannot believe it. Nobody can believe it. The FDA can't believe it because they would have had it. It would have been years and years before they did it. One other thing we did, and, and so important because, you know, it never gets mentioned, but it was placing a bet, and it was a bet or speculation, you may call it, but buying billions and billions of dollars of vaccine before we knew it was even going to get approved, before we totally knew it was going to work. That was one of the greatest bets ever made in the history of this world because it got people inoculated uh, one year early. When you think of it, nobody would have even had shots now. It would have been September, October before you got your first shots. So I took that gamble. It was a gamble. I took that gamble, and it, there's never been a gamble that's been more important than worked, in my opinion. So, so what do you think about the treatment of all of this now? I mean, now we've heard from the CDC saying... If you're fully vaccinated, you can be indoors without a mask. You can take the mask off. And yet last night, the shot of, of President Biden behind him is Kamala Harris, the vice president, and Nancy Pelosi, speaker of the House, both wearing masks. What What, what is going on? I mean, are, are we not getting the truth and, and, and clarity in terms of what we should be doing? The, the place was not even half full, and they're all wearing masks. It looked like they were choking last night while he was speaking. I watched and I said, they ought to get some air. Uh, it looked like they were literally, uh, the, Nancy's mask was the biggest mask I think I mean, I've is ever there seen. Is a strategy here? Uh, they, I'm not sure if they know there's a strategy, but they love those masks. And everybody in that room was uh, had the vaccine. Everybody in that room was in good shape. 
could have done it much differently for Joe Biden to walk outside to announce you don't have to wear masks outside. Now, people knew that for, for a long time. But he walks outside to tell you you don't need masks outside, and he's wearing a mask. He's outside doing it, and he walks up in a mask. Uh, look, this country has got to get their schools back. It's got to get these cities open. It's all, in, in all cases, Democrat. When you look at Florida, Texas, and various other places, they had a much relaxed policy, and yet they had far fewer deaths, relatively speaking. They had far more economic success. New York has been so badly hurt. It's going to take a long time to recover. Uh, California was so badly hurt. Uh, it's, I mean, these, these places, some of the places, there's never been any place that was tougher than Michigan. And Michigan had a, an outbreak, the likes of which you haven't seen since the very beginning. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's very sad. When you looked on television last night, uh, they could have had fewer people in the room than, you know, than a packed room like I had when I did it. I understand that. But to have a room that was so sparse and to have everybody wearing masks and everybody has the, you know, they all got the shots, but they all have masks. It doesn't show very much uh, confidence. You know, they want to build confidence in the vaccine because not everybody wants to take it because they have their freedoms and they don't want to take it. They want to show confidence in the vaccines, uh, the vaccines. And then you see something like you saw last night, a room loaded up with masks. I'm, I'm telling you, the people look like they were choking on their masks. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, I was thinking about your last joint session to Congress and Nancy Pelosi was behind you and she ripped up your speech at the end of it. Uh, very nice. Incredible. Very nice. Thing to do. Yeah, that was very nice. Uh, well, that's the way they are. Ms. It's President, nasty. Mr. President, President Biden talked a lot about education last night. It was really ironic since half of our students are still not in school. What kind of an impact is this going to have on our young people? Will they leave earnings on the table? Will they be at a disadvantage to other kids who have been able to go back to school? Well, the schools that are open have no problem whatsoever. You have schools, many schools are open. Uh, the teachers union totally controls this administration. And for whatever reason, they just don't want to go back to work. It's a, it's a terrible thing. And one of the other things beyond the unions, uh, the stimulus is making it so that people will not work. So people all over the country, small businesses, cannot get people to work. You see it in restaurants. You see it all over. They can't get people to work because they're competing with the stimulus money. That if they work, they're not getting the stimulus money, and the stimulus money is more. So they're trying to get their businesses open, and they cannot get employees. It's, it's a, uh, a tough situation. Joe Biden got a standing ovation when he talked about H.R. 1, Mr. President. Uh, he's pushing and the Democrats are pushing this voting law. And we haven't heard any pushback from corporate America, from Major League Baseball. And yet they attacked Georgia for its uh, its new voting law. Your, your thoughts on H.R. 1 and, uh, and, and whether or not that gets through. I mean, when you consider what's happening here, they've got a commission to discuss whether or not we should expand the Supreme Court. You've got an effort to kill the filibuster. You've got an effort uh, to pretty much attack our governing institutions, change our governing institutions in a fundamental way. Your reaction? 
HR1 would be catastrophic. Uh, number one, you don't have voter ID, you don't have signature verification, you have all sorts of things. Uh, plays right into the Democrat playbook, and they're trying to use it to override states because the states now saw the ripoff of the last election, which was a totally fraudulent election in, in many ways, in many different ways, including the fact that they didn't get legislative legislatures to approve the, the many, many things that they did. It's a the Supreme Court should have had the courage to hear it. They didn't want to hear it. And they knew they didn't want to turn over an election. They didn't have the courage to turn over an election. The, the Supreme Court should be ashamed of themselves. But now, if you look at Arizona, you look at other states, they're going right back and they're finding, I think they're going to find massive corruption. And so do a lot of people in this country. They're going to find massive corruption. But uh, this rule and law that they're trying to pass right now in Congress will override all of the states and all of the good work that's now being done within the states, including voter ID. And they're trying to override it because the Democrats don't want voter ID. You know, it was interesting. Uh, yesterday, to get into the Capitol, they made it so difficult. You had to have your name, your picture, everything in order to get in. But when it comes to voting, they don't want to have that. They don't want to have names. They don't want to have pictures. Let anybody come and vote. And that's what happened in the last election. It was a disgrace. They sent out tens of millions of fake ballots. I mean, the way do you see... In my opinion, where do you see what comes out of these investigations? You're going to see fraud at a level yeah. that no, we were a third world country when it came to the 2020 presidential election. Well, we want to we want to see that. We want to see the evidence because the American people need to know. Um, I was with AG, uh, the, the AG of Texas yesterday, Ken Paxton, and he said, had he not right. pushed back, uh, Texas would have been Georgia. Uh, in terms of uh, in terms of all of the mail-in ballots, he right. also uh, uh, criticized the mail-in ballots. Mr. President, you're thinking a lot uh, about these elections and and what took place then. Are you thinking about running again, Mr. President, in 2024? Yes, 100 percent. And the polls show it, and everybody wants me to do it. Uh, 100 percent. I'm thinking about running, and we will. I think be very successful. If we were very successful. Look, I ran twice, and the second time I got 12 million more votes than the first time, which very rarely happens for a president. I got the, the largest number of votes in the history of our country for a sitting president. And I was told if I got 66 million, you couldn't lose. I got 75 million. At 10.30 in the evening, everyone thought the election was over and that we had won. All of a sudden, late in the night, they closed up the tabulation centers and they came out with new numbers. This election is a disgrace to our country. And the whole world knows it Mr. and they're President, watching. Mr. President, would you consider a running mate in Ron DeSantis? A lot of conversation about your relationship with Ron DeSantis. You're seeing him more in Florida. Would he be your pick for well, a friend of mine. I endorsed Ron, and after I endorsed him, he took off like a rocket ship. He's done a great job as governor. A lot of people like that. You know, they, I'm just saying what I read and what you read. They love that ticket. Uh, but certainly Ron would be considered. He's a great guy. So, so what policies would you want to uh, change? Uh, what's most important to you uh, if you were to run? What would the platform be? 
Well, look, Second Amendment we have to protect. Uh, you look at uh, the taxes that are rising, the biggest tax increases. You're going from the biggest decrease to the biggest increase in history. It's going to be a shock to all people, not rich people, all people. So they're giving the biggest tax increase in history. It's going to destroy the economy. The border has to be brought back to where I had it. We had it the best in the history of our country. And the wall would have been finished very quickly. They have to finish the wall. They have to get it finished. I would have had it finished two years ago, except that I got sued all the time. Every time we made a move, we got sued. It took two and a half years to win all the lawsuits. I won the lawsuits. We built the wall. It was it's almost complete. They have to finish the wall. Uh, they have to do many things, and they have to leave our Second Amendment alone. They want to destroy our Second Amendment. Also, energy. Uh, we were energy independent. We're not going to be energy independent in a couple of months. We're not going to be energy independent. We were, for the first time, energy independent. Your gasoline prices, look what's happening to them. They're going up through the roof in a short period of time. I had them down below $2, and we still had a strong energy industry. Now they're laying everybody off. Why did they lay them off? Look at the pipeline. The heads of that union should be fired because... I was building the pipeline. I overrode the veto and the, of the previous administration. So I'm building the Keystone Pipeline, the Dakota Access Pipeline. We're building all of that stuff. And they come in, they stop the Keystone Pipeline. Now they want to stop other pipelines that are already built. And all of these workers are out of business. The pipeline workers are out of business. And their union heads always supported Democrats. So they supported Biden. Those union heads should be fired by all those people that don't have a job. Because if I were president right now, they'd all be working like crazy to build pipelines, which environmentally are much better than trains. But, of course, Warren Buffett owns trains, and he's a big Democrat. So maybe that has something to do with it. Because stopping the Keystone Pipeline has nothing, has absolutely, it does nothing good for this country. And now you have thousands and thousands. The real number is 49,000 people. You know, they like to say 8,000. It's 49,000 people, ultimately. And for them to stop that, and for the, think of it, and these people, I believe most of them voted for me, but the heads of their union were in favor, were for Biden. Those, head, those union heads for the Keystone Pipeline, those pipeline workers should fire, and anybody related to them should fire the heads of their union, because in my opinion, they must be corrupt because nobody could be so stupid. Yeah, I, I always uh, question why anybody thinks it's safer to carry oil and gas on a rail car versus in a pipe under the sea. I mean, I think you make a really good point about these rail cars. Uh, it, it seems like that could be, you know, potentially uh, seeing more mistakes uh, in, in terms of carrying all of that oil on rail cars versus versus under the sea. I, I think it's a really important well, no, point that you a make. Pipeline is a yeah. pipeline is acknowledged to be much safer than rail cars or trucks. Much, much safer. It's environmentally much better. And the only thing is, and you should do look, why, how is it possible that the heads of that union didn't know this was going to happen? And they supported Biden over Trump. And Trump was going to have pipelines. We've, we've had other pipelines planned, big ones, very big ones. And now they're all being wiped out. And yet the union, 
that is in charge of the men and women that do the pipelines was in favor of Biden. They ought to fire those people and stop paying dues because they're wasting their money. And that's one of the issues for the attorneys generals of this country, certainly the Republican AG suing the administration over the pipeline cancellation. Uh, what are you expecting in the upcoming 2022 elections? Do you think that these policies uh, will move voters? I know you've been spending time with the Republicans in, in going into the to the midterm elections. What do you anticipate? I think we're going to do very well. We need good leadership. Uh, Mitch McConnell has not done a great job. I think they should change Mitch McConnell. And uh, we definitely need. But I think that if I get behind senators and if I get behind congressmen, uh, I just endorsed, as you know, Mrs. Wright in Texas. I think she's going to be great. She's really going to be tremendous. Her husband passed away. He was a great supporter of mine. And uh, she's running for his seat. And I think she's going to be great. Uh, and just a, a person, a wonderful person in Louisiana who just won her election, as you know, with a lot of people running. And uh, she was hoping to get into the runoffs. And she not only got into the runoffs, she got 65% of the vote and she won. So, you know, I'm looking at the right people to endorse. And I think that when, we, when I endorse people, it means a lot. And I think we're going to have a great victory in 22. I think we're going to take back the House. Uh, everybody's working very hard. I'm working in conjunction with Kevin McCarthy and the group. And I think we're going to take back the House. You know, we're only literally a few votes short. And when they look at the open borders, when they look at the Second Amendment being, you know, decimated, which is going to be one of their next steps, when they look at all of the horrible things that are happening, what they're doing, including the biggest tax increase in history, and the jobs will stop immediately because those companies are going to leave our country where they have to pay these kind of taxes. We had it all done. All they had to do is leave it alone. But they couldn't do that. And they are very ungracious. Well, you know, they don't want to they don't want to give credit where credit is due. And that's, you know, that's politics, I guess. But uh, they are very ungracious. I mean, There's no question about it. Everybody saw when you said we'll have a vaccine in nine months and 10 months and you were mocked. And, and, and everybody knows that then the vaccines, because of warp speed, were developed um, before Joe Biden took office. So most people understand that it is disingenuous not to recognize that. Uh, but but let me ask you this, because I spoke with Stephen Miller. And little Anthony Fauci, who I like. He's always, you know, nice guy, but uh, he says, you know, don't wear masks. It's terrible. Then wear masks. Then go for a triple. If you can find five of them, smack them all over your face. I mean, you know, it, there's so many, so many mistakes. Don't, don't ban China. You should not ban. No, let China pour in. I did it very, very early. Don't forget, I banned China very early, or we would have had a much bigger problem. And I banned Europe from coming into the U.S. very early when I saw the problems. Fauci didn't want that. Pelosi didn't want it. Schumer didn't want it. Nobody wanted it. And I did it. And I get no credit for anything, but that's okay. I think the people understand. That's why I got 75 million votes. What can I say? 
Yeah, every, everybody knows how I uh, how I view the China threat. This is a very dangerous situation. They do want to overtake yep. America as the number one superpower. They are a communist country and will continue to lie, steal, and cheat to be number one. Um, but we don't hear a lot of conversation about that. You just mentioned the impact of this virus. Bill de Blasio, mayor of New York, says that New York City will now be fully open uh, by, by July 1. But it's now gone beyond the virus regarding New York. Crime has spiked. You look at crime across our big cities, and Mr. President, it's up in the double digits. What happened? What's going on in terms of the state of our cities? This is going to become a much bigger issue, uh, but the media is not covering it, of course. And I want to talk about the media and big tech in a second. But give me your, your thoughts on what is taking place in our cities across our country right now. Well, in all cases, Democrat-run cities, Maria, I mean, virtually every one of them is a Democrat-run city, New York, Chicago, L.A. Every one of these cities where the crime has gone through the roof is Democrat-run. And, you know, they come after Rudy Giuliani and they come after me, and they, they let people that shoot people in the head, they let them out of jail and let's, do, let's charge no bail. But it's a very, very serious problem. Uh, the the these Democrat-run cities are are doing so badly with respect to crime and the way they treat the police. You know, it it really is defund the police. They want to more than defund them. They want to get rid of the police. These are great people. You know, I got endorsed by the New York City policemen. They've never done that ever before in a presidential race. They endorsed me, and they are unbelievable people, but a lot of them are leaving, and a lot of great ones are leaving, and they're leaving in a flood like we've never seen before. So much of this stuff is, you know, I keep saying, never seen before. Well, even with the police, we've never seen before anything like it. We've never seen tax increases like this. We've never seen a worse border, and we've never seen police leaving, and we've never seen crime numbers like you're going to have. It's only going to get worse. They're all Democrat-run cities. Like, I had a decision to make in the summer, and, you know, it's a 50-50 call, but in the Democrat-run cities, they had riots. We didn't have that in Republican-run cities. And my decision was not to do the Insurrection Act or do something, is to let people see what happens when something's poorly run. And these cities are very, very poorly run. And it's really unfair what they do. They go after people that don't deserve to be, you know, in positions like that. I mean, going after Rudy Giuliani, who's a great patriot, when you have a city that's the crime has gone up 150, 200, 300 percent in some categories is just so unfair. It's just a, it's just a shame. It's so sad for our country. And the world is watching and they're seeing what's happening and they don't want to come and they don't want to spend their money. And uh, it's, it's going to take a long time. It's going to take a long time, unfortunately. And these are Democrat run cities. You have to remember that. Because those are the ones where they have well, the problems. So, so Stephen Miller the other day said that the Republicans have to be working on their policy ideas now so that they can implement them should they take the majority back in, in the midterm elections. He's specifically talking about big tech, Mr. President. Um, we know that there has been censorship pretty significant during the election. 
um, Twitter obviously banning you and, and, and stopping the New York Post from reporting the truth about uh, President Biden's son, Hunter Biden. What would you like to see in terms of big tech in the way of legislation? By the way, the New York Post has been fantastic. It's a great newspaper. They have been so... Yeah. So honest, so honorable. They've done great Along work. with some others, in all fairness. But they have done great journalism, great writing. And uh, Michael Goodwin and, and some others that have been so, so incredible, actually. They've really stepped up to the plate. I think it's our nation's oldest newspaper. But they have, uh, yes. they have been really amazing, you know, when you think about it. Uh, look, big tech has gone crazy. Uh, anybody that has a voice that they disagree with, like me, they bad. My voice happens to be correct, but they there over the last three years to try and stop the recount in Arizona. They're, they're doing a forensic audit. They, they're, nobody's ever seen anything like it. They were deluged with lawyers. Nobody's ever seen somebody because they don't want the real facts to come out. The public gets it, Maria. They get it. They get big tech well, much more so than you think. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the bigger question that I'm asking is whether you believe that or not. You're you're not allowed to say it, right? I mean, you get you get hammered well, you, you, if if you speak yeah. what you feel is is truth. Honestly, um, you get hammered well, on some media. So far. the question is, what should be done? What kind of I change do you want to see regulatory-wise? Yeah. Well, a lot of people want to see get rid of Section 230, which is a gift. You know, when they say that these are private companies, they can do what they want. Well, they are private companies. But once they're given this tremendous immunity of Section 230, they're no longer private companies as far as I'm concerned. Because they're given a gift that no other type company has in this country, in this world, yeah. probably. No other country has Section 230. Section 230 takes all their liability away. And so therefore, yeah. when the government gives them this, they're no longer a private company. You know, Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz and a lot of people are working very, very hard on this. Uh, Marsha, as, as you know, is Marsha Blackburn, very, very hard on this issue. But when they're given yeah. this tremendous Well, I, power, I just want to say, it, Mr. President, I, I just want to say that, you know, Fox News is a fair and independent platform. I've had the courage, my colleagues have had the courage to come and true. report truth. So I want to be clear here. You I know are you said, fantastic. You know, Fox change. By the way, yeah, yeah, no, that's but, why but, I'm but talking Fox to you News so long. You didn't, tell me this would be the, you didn't tell me this would be the world's longest interview, and that's okay. But that's why, because yeah. it's you. you I, have I'm been, sorry, Mr. You are a warrior. This is my final question. This is my final question to you, Mr. President. Your followers want to know what to do. They're seeing this agenda. They feel many of them that it's radical they see what's going on in the ag level what do you want to say to your followers in terms of what, what they should be doing uh, they say to themselves who voted for this four trillion dollars in higher taxes wide open borders killing uh job creating policies what do you want to say to them in terms of what they should be doing right now have courage keep fighting it's going to happen we're going to turn it around they've gone too far they can't get away with this. We can't allow them to get away with this. They're destroying our country. Have courage. It's going to happen. I'm with you. 
I am very, very strongly, to, at times 10, uh, considering to do what everybody wants me to do. And, you know, when you announce early, I don't know if you know, but that has a big impact on fundraising and many other things. So it, it's a little bit of a crazy, complex thing. The whole fundraising uh, campaign contribution stuff is ridiculous. The laws are so uh, archaic and, and stupid, frankly. Uh, but we are really, uh, I am so committed to this country, like, frankly, never before. I just say... Keep fighting, have courage, and I believe that they've gone just too far. And they're using the AGs to destroy people. They want to destroy people, great people, great patriots. They're using, uh, they're politicizing this whole situation with the Attorney General's office, with local AGs, with what's going on is horrible. It's horrible. And going again, going after the Rudy Giuliani's of the world when you have murderers pouring into this country on our southern border. Murderers, rapists, and terrorists, and people, by the way, people coming from the Middle East, too. Not just the countries we discussed. Yeah. They're coming in from Yemen and various countries, all countries from the Middle East. And this is just starting. Uh, it's a horrible thing. Have faith. We're going yeah. to bring it back. We cannot allow them to get away with what they're doing. All right, Mr. President, this has been a terrific interview. It's great to catch up with you again. We so appreciate it. I'm here at the border. I'm, and by the way, Fox News is the only network, major network, that have people on the border, and we've got a lot of them. So we'll continue doing that. You Mr. do President, have great, great I have to, to tell you, Maria, you do have great courage, and I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, you really do. You're very outstanding, and we appreciate it. Everybody does. I so appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. President. We'll see you soon. Thank you very much. Thanks. For Okay, wowzers. So that was that was the Trump Maria Bartiromo. I don't know who those guys are. Patriot News Outlet. If you guys know who they are, maybe they're good. Maybe they're not. I'm not sure. But oh my goodness. So we had some um, buffering going on in the foxhole this evening, which is all good and dandy. Um, uh, I guess word is that there could be some, um, I guess, um, modifications or updates being made, or it could be this weird storm system that seems to have blown across the entire southern part of the United States. I don't know. Uh, we had uh, we had our guys filling it over in the East Coast, South, and then I'm over here Central in Texas, and it was just kind of crazy. But anyways, that was a really good interview. That was kind of funny, though, at the end where he's like, uh, no one told me this was going to be that let me get this off the screen he was like no one told me this was going to be the longest interview ever that's hilarious trump that's hilarious um but you also notice there how he was kind of um calling out fox news for betraying him and uh, she was kind of agreeing to it because we were talking in chat about um how some of these uh these um uh news organizations are actually uh you know kind of like spies or against trump let's see who is it that i was talking with that was that you slide park 2020 that we were chatting about that let's see real quick let's do a quick recap on that we had some great conversation that's why i love i love 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 when we have these interviews because even though i can't get to the headlines at least i get to chat with you guys and that's always a nice thing oh no it doesn't go all the way back up hmm 
Yeah, but there was a lot of stuff going on. Oh, I wanted to acknowledge everyone. We had like, let's see, who do we have here? D Patriot, Slide Park 2020, Tamgrau. <laughs> I think I'm learning how to say that name. Just Fed Up was one of the first in the room. Tinette Booth, uh, Scorp Brat 05, also one of the first in the room. Of course, Joe One of Two. Um, a classical chick and uh, Tracy Lee 555 um, and now some of you guys are hanging out in <clears throat> the Twitch chat room just because of the uh, buffering going on over there and it was happening to a lot of the shows today like I noticed um, and I was being told uh, earlier on they're like the foxhole's down and I was like oh I don't know and then yeah sure enough but anyway so that was that was interesting um, but getting back to that one point uh, where they could be like, uh, you know, inside. Ooh, is it going away? No, it's not. It could be like, uh, they could be like insiders trying to get the information from Trump or like I say, telegraphing their moves. Um, I know like uh, Bartiromo used to be in Congress. I heard she does have skeletons in her closet. Um, they're not kid skeletons from what I understand, but she still has them there either way. Um, and and then there's uh, people like Judge Jeanine Pirro, who I really used to look up to and adore. I thought she was a very strong voice. Um, and she was uh, a, a thousand percent patriotic until um, January 6th happened. And then she just totally like she was night and day. Um, and uh, to that, you know, I would say maybe these people are as patriotic as they can be. Or maybe they're just really good actors until it finally you get down to it. And the boss says, you know what? You know what, Janine? Uh, it's time for you to, uh, it's time for you to turn on the, uh, Patriots and it's time for you to see either who they can get to follow her since she has such a good following, you know, some people might follow her, um, and, and follow her off, uh, off into, you know, the old glue factory, um, or, you know, she just sinks and she loses all of her viewership because she turns out to be the shill and the liar, the untrustworthy person that she is. So, I mean, ultimately... These people can only um, lead us so far, you know, that's why it's all about trusting your gut and it's all about really um, going with what you know inside your heart to be true. And that's why earlier on the, the show today uh, at the 4 p.m. hour central, um, that's why I was uh, talking to you guys about talking with you guys about um, Internet interactive activity. Um, and, um, to that, uh, to that extent, you know, a lot of these people are that as well, you know, um, they're all part of that. So let's see here. I'm going to wrap it up here in a second, but I saw that, uh, Tracy Lee said that Twitch was not playing. So let me go check on that. Yeah. Well, I'm going to wrap here in a minute guys. And then hopefully all of this will still be available in the replay. Cause look, now it looks like, it looks like. Foxhole might be up and running again. Uh, but either way, you can check it out on the replay if you want. Uh, the last things I need to say about internet interactive activity. I don't know if any of you all were there in the foxhole with us while we were watching that interview with Patrick Berge, who is the man who created internet interactive activity for like the uh, military industrial complex. And they then use that software to, um, you know, shape uh, the results of elections, to shape opinions, to cause colored revolutions across the seas in other countries. 
And then, because this man, Patrick Berge, was smart enough, or I guess he had enough foresight, not to allow the government to actually own and patent that technology, he retained the rights to it. And then he went and sold it commercially. And then people like John McCain and the four, the four rogue generals retired, who's at Jim Jones, Hayden, and a few others, um, McChrystal, like they got had their hands on that stuff. And then they started using it here in America. They used it during Obama's campaign. They used it on John McCain's campaign. Like they used that information against us. They used that technology against us. So if y'all were along on the Patrick Berge um, episode, I want to say it was, uh, it was a Friday. I think it was the 23rd or the 27th. Oh, it looks like, it looks like Foxhole might be up again. Um, Y'all guys, back to the foxhole. <laughs> Anyways, but like, oh no, 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 wait, it's buffering again, it's buffering again, don't come back to the foxhole. <laughs> Anyways, as I was saying, um, um, I would recommend go and check out that interview. It's a good hour, it's another marathon interview, but it's really good information, especially if you don't know who Patrick Berge is. And then next up, we're gonna have our Shadowgate watch night, because that ties directly into Shadowgate. So check out the Patrick Berge interview. I'm really glad that they produced that, because um, I really needed a good primer for Shadowgate. And uh, hearing it like it is, um, you know, Bergie just says it like it is. He doesn't mince his words. Uh, it, it kind of goes to that understanding. So anyways, guys, um, let me know. Let us know whether it's in the chat or if I see you in, um, in another show or something like that. When y'all would like to see. I'm thinking if we have time, maybe Friday, maybe Friday. If not, maybe on Sunday. And then I'm also very curious to know, I'm also very curious to know how y'all would like to digest that movie or the documentary, because we could do just a straight playthrough of the documentary, or we could do um, a breakdown, you know, and like when we see, or if there's any, any parts of that documentary that I think are worth dissecting and discussing and talking about in that moment, then we can do that and we can just pause it and then just dissect it because there's so much information inside of that documentary. Like I really, really want to know how y'all would prefer to digest it. So if y'all prefer straight up watching the movie, please let me know. Or if y'all want to do the digestive route, because I've seen the film probably like four or five times already. Um, it's, it's really good information. And I think it's information that a lot of us missed out on because we, we were basically, we were wrapped up in, in the words of other people. I mean, people just totally blackballed this film without even considering the content of the film. And the content of the film is, it, oh God, it is, it is very, it's, it's very rich and it's very full. So come with a very thirsty and hungry palate um, and then we'll definitely figure out uh, what we can do. Uh, Joe, one of two and... <laughs> You know what? I can do this on Twitch. Uh, Joe one of two says he takes Cena so he can digest it any way I, <laughs> he wants. I don't know what Cena is, but um, if it's an over-the-counter medication or any other type of pharmaceutical, I'm sorry, sir. I don't touch 
uh, pharmaceutical drugs. Nope, nope, never. Anyways, okay, guys. <laughs> All right. All right, I'm going to let you guys go. I would probably stick around and chat a little bit more if Foxhole were working because um, any other platform is not worth my time. But I do appreciate y'all coming over into the Twitch room um, to check out the rest of this live stream. I just wanted to air this Maria Bartiromo interview with President Trump so this way we could do headlines tomorrow because it was an hour long plus. All right, guys, it's been a fun night. Thank you so much. Um, and we... <laughs> okay, <laughs> Joe W's... Joe says it's a natural accident. <laughs> okay, Joe. You know what? I just drink organic apple cider vinegar. It takes care of all those problems. All right. <laughs> Anyways, you guys have a great night, and we will talk to you all tomorrow. We got the C-Report at 4 p.m. Uh, Central Time. And then, of course, Q&A Holes will be live with a special guest for the Tuesday night show at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. Y'all have a great night. Stay dry out there, and hopefully, hopefully, we don't get too much more buffering in the foxhole because I want to watch some programs. Okay, guys. All right, y'all have a great night, and we will talk to you all next time. Ta-ta.